Hello and welcome to Learning, Laughing, and Loving with your co-host Evan Money and yours truly, Scott Jones. This podcast is all you need. If you're looking to learn about the world, do it with a smile and to connect to the deeper mysteries of human life and the kind of connection everyone is looking to make. Money! Scott Kent Jones, learning, laughing, loving. It's a glorious day in the United States. It is. The weather is nice across the entire Northeast. I'm sure it sounds like it's a little warmer in Southern California, but it's a, it is, the weather is nice, you know, all around, all around the country. Yes. Look around, look around. We are, how lucky we are to be alive at this time. History making time, Scott Kent Jones. Exactly. We are, we are. So you live in a state that is largely you cast your vote and you know it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it is interesting, no, no, right? No, no, just just so you know, as I'm writing my vote for president, I'm like the words of Scott Kent Jones rang through my head. I almost, just so you know, I almost wrote in my name as as president and as a write-in vote because of what you're saying, right? You know, electoral college is not going to matter for president. But then I, at the last minute. The Holy Spirit kind of whispered, like, you can't write your name down if you're not willing to take the job. So I was like, But you well, would I would have served as your vice president. I would have I would have served, I would have helped you, I'd have been there at every turn. Uh, we would have lasted maybe six weeks. No, I give, I give six, us six I give, weeks. I give us I give us six hours, man. <laughs> I give us six weeks. I give us six weeks. I think like I think people would be so fascinated by us that they'd we'd make it six weeks before they ran us down in a rail. Which is pretty good. I mean, six weeks is good. It would be. Dude, who died? Was it William Henry Harrison? Died of pneumonia or whatever. He didn't even make it six weeks. It, it would be historical, right? A registered, a registered Democrat, a registered Republican coming together in the presidency for the ultimate bipartisan, you know, because whenever it, it would work perfect, right? It was like, oh, no, 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 Scott, you go talk to those people. Oh, no, no, I'll, I'll go talk to these people. We'll dial it in. I'll you know, what's interesting about, so, okay, so th that's an interesting possibility we can talk about later in the show, how we might actually have a more amicable government through all this. But, okay. But right now, I'm going to say, I, I picked that Biden was going to win, and I think that's going to happen in the sense that we're looking at Trump's past path to victory. He'd have to run the table right now. He'd have to take like Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. He could lose with, he could lose Nevada, but, but Biden could like win Arizona and Nevada, lose Pennsylvania, Georgia, North Carolina. He could win Georgia and Pennsylvania, lose Arizona and Nevada. Like, I mean, well, actually if Biden wins Pennsylvania, he could lose the rest of the board right now. Um, okay, so intelligent question for you. Is it the first to 270? Or yes. is it... Okay, it's the well, first. Well, well, well it, it's not even first. It's not... You can... Because there's 538 right now. So so you need a majority. So... Um, okay, so it's not like, okay, our state got in. He got his 270 before the rest of the people counter their votes. It's not like Yeah, that, you right? can't tie because we only have 538 electoral votes. So once you hit... two, Once someone hits 270... The other person's out because they can't get to 270. Oh, well, so then it is first, right? First, yeah, it is first. I guess it is first in the sense of once someone gets to 270, it's over. So there's not, but what could happen, 
I mean, what, the, the, what could happen, it's not going to happen now, but what could happen is 269 to 269, in which no one would have a majority. Um, and then that's when Nancy becomes president, right? Well, no, because if that happened, Trump would become president because it would go to the House. Oh, it goes to the House, okay. But it doesn't go to the House like... It doesn't matter that Democrats have more representatives. It goes to the House, and each delegation from the House gets a vote. So, like, I don't know how many Congress people... Uh, California has how many electoral votes? Like, uh, 38 or something? 38. Oh, something like that. 38. So you have 36 House representatives. Okay. So those 36 House representatives get together and say, who are we voting for? Mm. And you get one vote. And the one guy from Wyoming goes, who am I voting for? I'm voting for Trump. Like, so... So basically the way it kicks to the house is by state delegation. Mm. And so if that happened, Trump would win. If it was 269 to 269. But I don't think it's statistically even numerically possible right now for it to be tied. What is possible on a like on a long shot is that Trump turns around all of these all of the vote totals, right? Mm-hmm. So this, th- we're talking today this is for anybody that listens to this podcast like, you know, a couple days later or something. We are talking on Friday, November 6th. And as, as of November 6th, th- the important states that are out there right now are Nevada, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and North Carolina. I would say Trump is definitely going to win North Carolina. Like that is, I mean, well, I would. What, well, what about Pennsylvania? I mean, that, that's where you're at. Did you, did you, did you, you went in, you cast your vote? Did you? I went and voted in person. I was one of the only people I know that's a Democrat that voted uh, that didn't vote early. I mean, I'm sure there were lots of Democrats, but uh, just of uh, people I know on social media and, and in arenas like that, I was the only person I know that voted in person. And I mean, what, but what the, the dynamic of that is, is Republicans voted in person, but you know, there was a, so far, I think there's been like 145 million votes cast or something, like 140 or something. A hundred million of them were cast early. I remember you're saying that. And and of and of those hundred million, two two to one were Democrat, right? So, I mean, I think the polls were wrong, but the media was right in the mm. sense of the media said what's going to happen Tuesday night is every liberal is going to be so terrified because it looks like Trump's it's it's the red mirage they talked about right <laughs> the now. red mirage it looks like Trump's winning everywhere <laughs> that's because like because you know it it you know in Pennsylvania when I voted I I went in I the first time I ever voted with a paper ballot I've never voted that way before usually it's in a booth with a machine but mm-hmm. so I colored in like the SATs right and then I had to, it was funny, they gave me a little blue pen and they wiped the crescendo downs for COVID and all this. And so I had to scan my own ballot, you know, after I returned my pen in the folder, or whatever, I took my ballot and scanned it. So the numbers Tuesday night, like on CNN and Fox, MSNBC reflected all of us that did that, right? Then they started counting, you know, after the ballots, like in Pennsylvania, we were not allowed to count mail-in and early ballots until the polls close. So we have to count them the same time that we count all the other ballots. So all the other ballots are easy because we scan them in. It takes like an hour, right? Like they they switch a hard drive, put it to another computer, then everybody gets on the phone and calls up the vote numbers or whatever. Whereas all of the votes that came in early or mail-ins, they had to be scanned after that. 
So basically, you know, no, I kind of, I thought this was going to happen. Interesting. Biden was down almost 600,000 votes in Philly, but I was looking at 2016 in Philadelphia County. Hillary Clinton got 586,000 votes in Philadelphia County as opposed to Trump's like 120. So I was like looking at this and I'm like, wow, this looks like Pennsylvania's toast. But actually, most of the Democrats voted early in mail-in. So they're going to scan all this and Biden might catch up. And he did. Mm. And now he's he's and all the ballots they're counting in Pennsylvania now are largely mail-in. Right. I mean, well, they're all mail-in or early. Mm -hmm. I mean, so. The odds are Biden's numbers in Pennsylvania are just going to get better because even in in the in the states where the, the counties where they're counting ballots that are from Trump areas, they're counting ballots cast by Democrats mostly. So because they because they vote because they count them, they're counting them like after because they're not they have to computer scan them like all the poll workers have to computer scan them as opposed to like if you voted in person your vote was scanned immediately that day. So that's why the, the Pennsylvania has gone disproportionate. And I think most states that have an early voting stuff, I mean, that's why like the votes coming in now, a lot of them, are, or, or they're being counted now, are a lot of like the the ballots that were there from early voters and mail-in voters and stuff. Mm, okay. All right. I could see that. I can see that. So what does well let me Doesn't ask that you. feel not as real though? Like did you did you vote early? I did. I had my son was the one who we talked about his last show. He dropped the ballot off at the city. Right, yeah. He dropped it off here. I remember that. Uh -huh. Yeah. But didn't did did that feel as legit? I mean, like I, I'm not saying it's illegitimate for fraud <laughs> purposes. I'm not worried about that. Cause I think I'm just saying like I don't know. There's something about like the poll workers are out there and you're standing in line and you feel like you're in the experience. That's what I wanted. I agree. I agree. I, that's what I wanted too, but we, we didn't have it in California. So, but here, here's my another question I thought about is everybody's freaking out. If, you know, on both sides from a faith-based perspective, there's faith-based people obviously voting on both sides. So here's my question for you, Scott Kenjo. Regardless of which candidate people are praying for that gets elected into office, do you think, and I'm assuming yes, but I would assume that it's possible that God could work his plan through either of the presidents, right? So it's not this, oh, so-and-so's got to get in the office because otherwise, ah, and it's like, well, God can use whoever he wants and works through whoever he wants to. Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, I can think of a particular example right now like okay. some news stories i before we got on i was watching washington week and on pbs and they were echoing some earlier stuff i had written politico that, that people were saying that actually a biden mcconnell washington might be stuff where some significant things get get done because mcconnell gets along with joe biden and joe biden gets along with mcconnell and mcconnell had a tough time dealing with obama and he's had a tough time, there, according to the reporting, dealing with Trump. Like, he just doesn't – but he likes Biden. And he was the only Republican senator that went to Bo Biden's funeral. Mm. His his son that was an Iraq veteran and then – well, both of his sons were Iraq veterans. But his son and then died of cancer. He was the um, Delaware attorney general and died of cancer. And so, I mean, McConnell is a dealmaker. And Biden spent a lot of time in the Senate as a dealmaker. And I actually think – 
that we could see a kind of more functional government than we think we're going to see because Mm. these guys like can stand each other. Like they actually, you know, they, they go back decades Mm -hmm. and McCon and Biden was the unofficial delegate. Like when Obama, when Obama couldn't deal with the Senate, they sent Biden over to deal with McConnell. Mm. And so, I mean, so just in a little way, like, I mean, I think I have a friend who was, who is a Republican, who is a very smart lawyer in Alabama and voted for Biden for the sake of unity. He he was going back and forth and he's just typical, like, I mean, he's a, he, he's a kind of perfect swing voter, right? If I was studying swing voter, he's one of the perfect swing voters because he's a very deep guy and he's thinking about all of the issues and, and I think, you know, he voted for unity. He's like, I voted for Biden because of unity. I think he'd be a more unifying figure. And as I was reading this, I thought that wouldn't that be interesting if you had uh, this kind of Biden-McConnell dynamic where, where they actually could could work deals together the way the founding fathers imagined yes. that, that honorable gentlemen would, would you know, or gentle ladies would, would mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. Together. And so, I mean, that just was an interesting thing that I came across, you know, my kind of purview today. I was like, wow, this could be really interesting to see, like, what if, like, Biden and McConnell become this kind of strange buddy comedy where they're kind of, <laughs> where they're actually kind of like passing COVID relief and doing infrastructure and rebuilding highways. And you have this, like, kind of non sexy old man sort of government that actually both these guys are kind of enjoying like, Oh my gosh, we're governing again. Look at us. We're governing. Like, look at us. We just, we build a road. Look at us. Oh my God. There's an overpass. You know, look at us. We, we just, um, we just, uh, you know, build a new airport. We refurbish an airport. Look at us. We're governing. Wow. Cause I, th- and I think it would be an era. We wouldn't get big partisan legislation done. We'd get normal government things done. Like where people would just start, not expecting government to kind of do everything, but it, but government would kind of do what government can do, right? It kind of collects money and distributes it and builds things. <laughs> and, and it builds, you know, it just it's not this kind of sexy thing. It's this mm-hmm. kind of more traditional, like okay, the federal government's going to do things that state governments can't do, and it's going to do them well. And it it it's not going to be the end all and be all of everyone's identity or ideology. But so that to me is interesting. So that to me is just one thing where I think like whoever you voted for. I mean, we can all agree like this division that we're feeling is like so toxic and maybe God will heal it through, you know, these two old white guys (laughs) who are just like, oh my God, look at this. Like we never thought, like we never imagined we'd be sitting here governing. (laughs) It is possible. It is. What did you think? Okay. When you're watching the returns over the past couple of days, have you watched them? So I just went online, just went to Google. And they had the cool map and they had all right. the states and you, you, you talk the red, you know, everything was red. It was like, oh, this is awesome. And then, oh, wait, Biden's ahead. And then, oh, wait, Trump's coming back. And then um, you can you can just hover over. I mean, it was cool. You just hover over and it tells you how many, um, you know, how many votes each state gets for the electoral college. And it was, you know, how many percentages of the votes are in. I mean, it's according. But again, I don't know if those numbers are accurate, but it is extremely you know, amazingly close. And so my daughter for part of her homeschool co-op is she has this little coloring chart. So she's coloring the red States and blue States. She, she went back and looked at it today. She's like, I already colored that state red. How can it be blue? 
<laughs> so she's kind of learning this process and um i you know i'm getting all the emails of like oh bogus you know dumps of you know all this you know magic you know they're you know, all the the nonsense right like oh they're they're messing with the numbers and this and that we're gonna fight da 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 give us money now and it's like wait, wait what <laughs> so i thought that's pretty hilarious this whole process and then i've got the people you know friends on the republican side have already conceded and so they're like oh can you believe this what's going on da, da, da. i'm like you know in the conspiracy theory side and i'm like it's not like it's a surprise right every conspiracy theorist was already out about the elections rigged and this and this so it's it's not a surprise if that's what you want to believe so it's quite an interesting process on this side with two teenagers and studying government and figuring it out and watching Hamilton all at the same time here. It, it's been a, a magical time for sure. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting too. The, one of the things that I found most curious was Arizona, right? So I have a bunch of friends that live in Arizona and I've been talking to them throughout the whole thing and, you know, CNN, or no Fox and the AP both called Arizona for Biden. And it's unusual. I mean, you think like, okay, you have the slightly sort of conservative-oriented media group. And then the AP is – I wouldn't say conservative. I'd say cautious, right? The AP calls stuff – they don't call stuff fast. They, I mean, they're very judicious. Like, they don't – they're not trying to be like the CNN, MSNBC. Mm -hmm. They're not trying the hot take. So CNN and MSNBC have still not called Arizona. Mm. And Fox – so if you look at the map, I'm sure, I mean, I'm not looking right now, but I'll just pull up MSNBC right now. Uh, uh, and I'm sure they'll put it up in a second. But right now, the popular vote, Biden is winning by about uh, 3 million and 30 votes. But they're like, okay, MSNBC still has Biden at 253 electoral votes and Trump at 214. Yeah. But if you go to if you go to Fox... They have Biden at 264. Yeah, that's what Google says. It's been 264 for like two days. Because Google goes off the AP, yeah. um, which is surprising to me. Because, again, the AP is like usually the, the the more cautious. So now we're like going back. But, but you know, my friends who like who are in Arizona, like I'm asking them about the counties and like, well, who's it coming in from? And they're like, well, basically, you know, it's a metro urban county like maricopa and and it's you know i think what's interesting in this election we've seen something that has happened over like over the past few years the democrats and republicans have traded voters mm. so the democrats have given over the non-college educated white voter like so all the union heads might vote democrat but the union members don't vote democrat they vote republican and what's happened with the democrats is in exchange they've gotten the white suburban voter with college education. So people that used to vote Republican largely, they were moderate socially, but you know, they're making good money. So they don't want high taxes. <laughs> they're actually now voting Democrat. Mm. And so it, it, th that's what makes it interesting. Cause you're, you're wondering, well, where are the votes coming in from? Mm -hmm. So are they coming in from Metro urban areas where there's a high degree of minorities and college educated whites? That means it's going to largely go Democrat. If it's coming in from areas where there's a lot of non-college educated whites, uh, it's going to go Republican. Mm. And another interesting statistic, a couple other inter interesting statistics. White women 
went to Trump by like 55%. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. Okay, now listen to this. African-American women went to Trump for 91%, but African-American men only went to Trump for to the tune of 80%. So it's interesting. And I mean, Trump got huge um, margins of the Cuban and Venezuelan vote in Florida. I mean, that's part of what cost Biden Florida. Trump did a great job with Cubans and Venezuelans. And the Puerto Rican vote and other kind of Hispanic vote that would, was a low turnout in Florida. So there's all this kind of interesting like autopsy stuff. Like how do you <laughs> like how do you look at this and what does it tell you? Because while I think the media was right about the the red mirage thing, the polls were awful. Mm. I mean, they were awful. At least the state polls. I mean, the national polls might not be that off because the aggregate I think had Biden up seven percent. Maybe he'll win by four and a half or five percent. Okay, that's not bad. But there were people that had Biden up seventeen points in Wisconsin mm-hmm. last week. And he didn't win by, he won it by like 19,000 votes. Oof. Like, how do you get it that wrong? Yeah, that's, I was, yeah, I was, I was skeptical with, with some of that, but it's, yeah, like, like you were talking about is everybody voted early. They didn't count them. Who are they counting? It's, um. And how do you get a hold of somebody? Like I've been polled on my cell phone before. Oh, really? Uh, it was like a year, year and a half ago. I was polled by a Republican congressman in my district. Uh, I, it was, I used to live someplace different and I, and I was pulled on my cell phone, but it, it, apparently it's harder. And I was talking to a guy today, a Canadian guy who used to be with Goodyear Canada. And he was saying that basically he was in marketing for Goodyear and they used to do market research and it used to get more and more expensive. And he's like, why is it getting more expensive? He's like, well, because if we needed 1000, um, calls it used to take us 2000 phone calls to get 1000 respondents mm. now it takes us three and a half thousand or four thousand calls to get to 1000 respondents right uh, and yeah. so and so like the advent of caller id and all this stuff like how often do you pick up a phone call where you don't know the number yeah exactly yep all that so I, it, I never, yeah even if like certain area codes like for me on my cell even if it's a local area code i don't pick it up because i know it's bogus but it could be somebody trying to pull you right and so it just gets harder and harder. And I don't know how you solve that. Like, like, I don't, I don't think like that, the polls, the pollsters are in the tank. Like they want to be right. I don't think that they're, they, I don't think their, their business model, it's too important for their business model to just tank it for one part or the other. I think they're up against the problem though, with their business model where they're just not, I mean, I, everything I've read was all these pollsters who were trying to get it right, right and trying to make all these adjustments and something they just don't have. There's just something wrong with polling right now. So so that's like, you know, I'm. It's it just they don't have the metrics to get at least on state polls. I mean, the bigger the sample, probably the more accurate the poll. Right. And so they're just they're struggling to just get enough respondents to get a good poll. So those are the things that like my, I mean, my takeaways are I'm fascinated. Like that. How is this? Like how, how are the polls like this off when they knew the problems? They they already knew who they weren't sampling. Right. So 
Well, yeah, and then there's collusion on that part too, right? Of like, oh, they're giving bogus numbers, so people will be like, ah, Bitten's already won, never mind, my vote's not going to count. Like, <laughs> you talk to show it. But let me let me go in a different direction. Let me ask you this: What do you think for not? You know, again, because you watch all this PBS, you know, Fox News, all this crazy stuff, and they talk about the economy, right? Oh, it's about the economy and this and that. And I, I loved when uh, best joke I've ever heard. It's a recession when you lose your job, right? Right. It's a no. It's I'm sorry. It's a recession when your neighbor loses his job. It's a depression when you lose yours. Yeah. So, so 2008 for some people, 2009 for some people was a recession. For other people, was a depression. So. Uh, talking about the average American family, okay, the average American family, you know, if Ben wins, if, if old Joe wins, right, what do you, I mean, what do you think, if anything, is really going to affect the average American family? And then also I want to talk about stock markets and all that stuff. But but give me like the average American family, the the real economy, right? Like your your buddy across the street, or you know the the guy with two point two kids, you know, down the hall from you. What what do you think is going to shift with them if old Joe actually ends up winning? I think not. I mean, I think not. I, not a lot. I mean, I think. So it depends. Okay, I think Joe is a globalist. Right. So I think along with a lot of Republicans, I think Joe Biden and a lot of other Republicans, right, think that the future is a global economy, right, where we have free trade and we're doing the stuff we do well and trying to import stuff from people that do other things well and make it cheaper. And mm -hmm. and I think that the downside of that is creative destruction, right? Like it 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 doesn't become very efficient to manufacture things in America with, with that kind of economic model. I think what both Trump and the kind of social, social Democrats that Biden beat, I mean, this is what Bernie and Trump have in common, right? They both would like a sort of more adversarial global trade relationship, right? They'd like to kind of fight global capitalism and have a more mercantile, like, okay, we're going to take care of American workers. We're going to make cars in America. We're going to do things like that. So I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm not. I don't know if that's tenable or not, right? Like, I mean, I, maybe it is. I mean, this is. I mean, the economy went up under Trump, and I think you can't take that away from him. And I think you know he. Some of that is deregulation. I mean, some of it is you know he he inherited a pretty good economy, but you know he he improved on it. He didn't tank it, mm -hmm. uh, and so I think. I don't know what it will yield for the average American worker because I, I don't think, I mean, I think though Biden is going to be a much more establishment economic person, right? Like I'd like Biden's not going to be like, if you want a disruptive approach to the economy, you want Trump or Bernie, okay. right? Like you want people that are like, no, this isn't working. We're getting screwed by the global economy. Whereas if you're kind of a sort of, uh, globalist economically and think, okay, free trade works globally, you're going to be, and I think Biden is in that camp. I mean, he is, you know, oh, so was Obama. I mean, Obama, look, Obama got a lot of Wall Street support. You know, I mean, he didn't, you know, he was not Che Guerrero, okay? I mean, he was, I mean, so that depends, like, do you think that, do you think that a kind of global, a globalized economy is is better for 
the average American or or not. And I and I think what what's I think clear is that Biden is not going to be a radical on that. He's not going to be a disruptor. Yeah. He's going to be a guy that that is going to work with other Republicans, like Republicans that think that the global approach to the economy were were doing more things inclined to free trade are actually going to help us more in the long run. And, you know, it might hurt you in the short run, but it's going to be kind of like you're going to have to sort of accept creative destruction that we're, we're not going to make everything in America. We're not going to. And, and I think that, I mean, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that I, I think the economy, I don't think Biden's going to hurt economic growth, but it'll be different kind of economic growth. And I think if you kind of, if you want to see more stuff made in America, Biden is not going to be your guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. So now let's talk stock market, all of this stuff, because everybody loves certainty. So is if old Joe wins, do we see a spike in certain areas? If Trump wins, do we see this stuff? Or I, I think with I think with old Joe and Mitch McConnell, mm-hmm. I you're already seeing the stock markets rallying. I think I think they're going to like stability. And so I think they're going to think divided government, nothing radical is going to happen. Again, it's not Bernie Sanders and Mitch McConnell. It's it's Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell. I think the stock market is safe because it's going to be stable. It's going to be a stable. Again, we could talk about whether that stability is good or bad and whether like, you know, if you're a a populist Trump kind of guy or a populist Bernie kind of guy or gal and you want to blow up the current system. Um, although Trump really hasn't blown it up that much. I mean, his his rhetoric is probably stronger and more and sharper than actually how he governs. But but I think that's I mean, I think the stock market is going to be is going to like a kind of Joe Biden as president with a Democratic House and Mitch McConnell running the Senate because it's nothing radical is going to happen. You know, there's not going to be any radical that you're not going to get radicals uh uh you know because so much of like policy now is made in the executive branch and we could argue whether that's a good thing and I, I tend to think it'd be better if we had a stronger congress but but you know uh, like biden's going to appoint all these people like head of the epa head of this head of you know secretary of labor all this stuff and if he had a democratic senate he could kind of run the table on who he wants to put in right but the fact that he has a Republican Senate who's going to have to confirm his people again, they're going to be, he's not going to pick like, like he can't throw AOC as labor secretary or something to placate the base because that's just, she's not going to get confirmed. Mm. (laughs) So I think, I mean, I think it's going to lead to a kind of much more centrist cabinet, which I think wall street will like. Mm. All right. You heard it here first. Scott Kent Jones. So are you officially, as we end this episode here, are you officially, you know, AP isn't calling it, other people aren't calling it, but as of 6.15 Pacific and 9.15 Eastern, what is Scott Kent Jones calling the vote? Are you calling it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm call- I mean, I think Biden is going to win. I just don't know what the, what it's going to look like electorally, because it could look, I mean, it could, if it was 270 to 268, which it could be, it'd be the closest election since 1876, I think. Which was who? 
which was that 1876 was, was it, is it was Hayes, right? 1876. Hayes. Was it Hayes? 1876 election. I think it was Hayes. Uh, yeah. Rep- R- Rutherford, yeah. It was Rutherford Hayes. No, no, no. Wasn't it? Uh, I would argue, go back. This is my Hamilton speaking. Uh, I thought it was, um, Jefferson with the third, you know, so it was Adams and then Jefferson. No, that was 18. Uh, yeah, that was eight. That was like the second. No, this was like the after the Civil War. And oh, this but this is was like early 1800s because remember that there was a tie yeah. and they, they had to see who's, you know, who's it going to go. To? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was. That's a good question. I don't know if that was closer. But well, that might. But this is since since 1876, okay. which which led to. Um, the compromise of 1877, where the Democrats conceded the election to Hayes in return for an end of Reconstruction and withdrawing of federal troops from the South. So, like, so basically, that's why basically Hayes like ended Reconstruction, where we were kind of making sure that African Americans had rights in the South. He was like, "Hey, we'll pull the troops out if you give us the election." <laughs> but it would be the closest. Since then, so I, th- I mean, I think Biden wins, could win a bunch of different ways. Trump can only win if he gets Pennsylvania, Georgia, North Carolina, and Arizona, which I just don't. It, it's just unlikely right now. I mean, because everything is trending. All the st- all those states, like even Nevada, they're all trending Biden, and so Trump would have to kind of reverse the trends everywhere except Nevada to win. So I, I don't think that, so I think we could have either the nail biter of 1876 or we could have like if Biden won Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada, it would be like more like 300 and mm. I don't know, six electoral. Oh, okay. It would be kind of, it would be like in the three hundreds. Yep. But I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I think it looks like it's going to be Biden and, okay. and, but it might take months. I mean, look, there's going to be a recount. Yeah, is it going to be like uh, is it going to be like Bush in two thousand ish, right? Where they fought it forever. That took like two weeks to sort out. See, how long did that? Take? Well, it took longer than that because it was dis- it was going well into December. Yeah, and and then the Supreme Court just basically made this weird ruling where they were like, Florida's got to stop, <laughs> stop with the a recount. Like you got to stop counting. You got to stop counting, and that cost Gore the election. Mm. Um, I don't think it's going to be that. I think. I think Trump is going to not concede because this is the advantage of being Trump, right? If people think you're not presidential and you're not a classy person, then you can act like Yeah, that. exactly. Because so you can contest everything. You can mix it up. You can be a, 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 a fighter and a brawler because you don't really care what the establishment. That's right. And possession is nine tenths of the law. So he's exactly. in the White House. So come get come get me out. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So like it's 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 to Trump's advantage to just contest, contest and c- contest. I mean, I think ultimately it's not going to be. It's probably going to go to Biden, but it'll take a while. I mean, I think it'll be I mean, I think we might call it in the next couple of days, but that's going to be contested. And so, you know, again, the Georgia is 4000 votes for Biden, but it's a, because it's I think a one percent margin or whatever. Georgia has a state law, a mandatory recount. Oh, okay. Wisconsin, the candidate can come on, ask for a recount. Come on. Then Arizona, like I think they don't have a recount provision. So it's 
So it's just going to be one of these weird things where I think Biden's going to hit 270 in the in the next I don't know a couple of days. We're I mean we're just waiting for the kind of votes to be actually very. I mean most of the places have like 96 percent of the vote or more. I mean Nevada's the the state with the lowest count, and that's like still in the high 80s. So I don't I don't think it's going to be a shocker. Um, again, because the the ballots we're counting are people that early or mailed in voted, so it's two to one Democrat. So it's not it's it's unlikely that Trump. But but he's but again he does have provisions. I mean he can do recounts, he can do he can contest things. So I think ultimately Biden will win, but it will take a while. And it's a weird thing. I mean Biden is speaking tonight, and he's speaking from his place in Wilmington, Delaware. And Fox showed some live shots from the thing. And he's like got light shows and fireworks ready. And I would not do that. I mean, (laughs) I I just wouldn't do that. Like, I mean, I just think that's, that's not, I I wouldn't do that today. I mean, like, I I mean, like, it's fine. If you want to do that, like Tuesday, when Pennsylvania's called or Arizona's finally called, I, I think that's, I don't know who's telling him to do that. Mm. I like what he did the other day when he came out and said, we're going to count all the votes. Be patient. I think we're going to do well, but, but be patient. I mean, it was very presidential. Like he didn't, he didn't respond to Trump's kind of, it's all a fraud. <laughs> I won. Let's stop counting the votes. Oh no, wait, let's stop counting them uh, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> But then let's keep counting them in Arizona. <laughs> I mean, like that was like kind of bad form. But I think Biden had like good form. But now this thing, I'm kind of, I think this, I don't know. And maybe he'll be really great tonight. And maybe it'll be like, let's unify the country. But I worry about a victory speech when, even if it's inevitable, like I would just wait until, I, I would give the country a few days to absorb the results and make sure that, that, of course, the results are trending your way, but but who knows? Yeah. Like you, I mean, weird things happen, and who knows? I mean, Trump could pull the inside straight again. I think it's unlikely, but I would not. I would not be. I mean, I'm looking. They're they're showing it now again. They're showing the 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 screen. Biden Harris two huge TV screens. It's it's this massive like. I I I, I just think I don't know. I don't know who's <laughs> counseling him to get. Let's go out on Friday night and act like we won <laughs> and celebrate. Like I just think that's going to be more reason to hire you and I, my friend. Divisive. It's just divisive. Like I don't know. Like go around the country and I don't know. Like go visit COVID people. I don't know. By the way, one hundred twenty thousand COVID cases yesterday. We're number one. We're number one. <laughs> We're the best at COVID in the world. There you go. So we'll end with that. We'll end on a high note. Scott Kent Jones, I tip my hat to you. Always a pleasure. My Living, friend. laughing, learning, loving, and we'll see what next week brings, my friends. Stay blessed. You too. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Learning, Laughing, and Loving with Evan Money and Scott Jones. If you like what you've heard here, please do something for us. Go to iTunes and write a review. Give us a rating. Tell people. Share it on social media. If you found something you love here, share the love and goodness with the world. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, friends, fare thee well.